Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today was Specialist Day, which meant we got to hear from not only Carl Durrell, the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, but also their kicker, Evan Price, the punter, Josh Watts. Um, At least that's how it stands now. Uh, Evan Price has a little bit of competition coming in this summer, and we'll get into some of that. Um, Not going to lie. Probably going to be a little bit shorter show today, Um, but who knows? Maybe I have more to say about kickers than I think. Um, What do we have for notes? Oh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast with the soccer captains, you should go back and listen to that because they play tomorrow. They play uh, South Alabama. That's uh, I actually don't know if it's if you're supposed to say like South Alabama or Southern Alabama um, because I feel like that's always different for all these different. I guess like South Carolina is the state, but. Doesn't matter. Point is, game is tomorrow at 5 o'clock. You can watch it at NCAA.com. Before you do that, though, check out the podcast because uh, there's some fun stuff in there. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, there's there's one other big note. Uh, so, we learned after the call tonight that CU found out pretty late today that there will be fans allowed at the game, or the spring game, on Friday. Now, the what's going on right now is the the team is basically like asking all the players all the coaches how many tickets do you need how many friends and family are going to come once they're through all that they're going to go to the ticket office and be like okay here's what we can do and then they'll get all that set up and it should be tomorrow it should be sometime tuesday they say there are this many tickets available and they're going on sale tomorrow or maybe in like two hours or something so so be ready for that um especially because i don't think that there are going to be all that many um again i don't have a number that i can share but i i mean it's it's boulder county you know it's a, it seems like it's a situation where you would want to you know, say, hey, look, we can, we f- we are smart enough to find a way to, to get this many fans into a stadium so that they can happily watch football for the first time. You know, there was one approach, there's the other approach, which is the approach that I think they went with. I don't even understand. Um, but um, point is, there's going to be fans there, at least in some capacity, and uh, stay tuned tomorrow for information on that kind of stuff. Because again, I'm not sure if it's going to be like it, with that few tickets, it seems like they'd at least everybody give or give everybody like a 24 hour heads up like tomorrow at whatever time. Be ready. But yeah, um, 
So that's good news. I don't think I don't know. I'm ready for Twitter to not be happy uh tomorrow when we figure out what the exact number is. Um that's it though for announcements, I think. Um spring game Friday, I'll be out there for that. Um even if not all of you can get in. Yeah, last week of spring practice. We're going to be doing the same thing we always do during spring practice. Then next week, we'll find something new to talk about. I'm, I'm not actually sure what we'll talk about. Um, I have, like, all the written stuff for next month figured out. What I don't have figured out, I mean, we haven't talked about basketball in forever. We've barely even touched on the fact that CU currently has the number one recruiting class in the in 2021 in the Pac-12. Um, like, people who are going to be on campus in two, three months so we'll have to get back into some of that. I guess CU's soccer run will still be going. Um, no, no, there's there's always plenty going on. Uh, today, though, like I said, heard from Carl Durrell, heard from the kicker, the punter, and I've got some notes. We'll see how long <laughs> these notes take. Um, okay, real quick, though. The Colorado XOs, the presenting sponsor of this podcast, they're a rugby team. They're based in uh glendale they practice at the rugby town national training center that's the same place the u.s national teams train um the colorado raptors are currently four and one that's really impressive because they've only been playing rugby since like the start of the season this is the first year Uh, most of their players had never played before their former uh football players basketball players hockey players all sorts of different stuff um and they're teaching them how to play rugby with the idea being to get them onto the u.s national team which trains in the same building um it's cool stuff you can follow along with dmvr rugby on twitter the dmvr rugby podcast or the written content at the dmvr.com all right jump into carl durrell um they worked on some more two-minute stuff today uh, they they implemented a lot of their two-minute stuff on Friday. Uh, we heard some reports, some positive things about how that went on both sides of the ball. Quarterbacks maybe struggled a little bit, but there were some bright spots. Today, though, got a lot more of that implemented. In general, Carl said it was good practice, but also this is a really big week, and you could tell, like, usually good practice means, like, you know, big energy, happy, that kind of stuff. He was a little bit, I mean, he was, he was locked in. He's focused. I, I believe him when he says big week. Um, it's a big week, he says, because he wants all of the players, the, the young players, the players who've gotten a lot of reps this spring to, to really show that they have progressed, you know, and it, it makes sense. You know, we've, we've heard all spring that, that the goal is just to get the end of the roster up to speed. You know, build some real depth so that you aren't just stuck if somebody goes down during the season. Um, and at the same time, you know, those guys who are filling that depth, typically freshman, sophomore, um, and they're probably going to be starting or key rotational players here in a year or two, and you're going to need to do this with them at some point. Um, but now, final week, today was practice 13 of 15. You got to see it. And again, Carl said he did see it, um, and the fundamentals are better. Um, but again, he says the goal is to look like a good, polished team by Friday, and he's locked in, although, again, with positive reports. Um, from there, he basically gave us like a list of young players who impressed him this spring. Um, he said there's been a lot of positives. 
Um, there's still stuff to clean up, but they have made up a lot of ground. Started by shouting out Tank. I, you know, so to, first of all, Tank, that's Jared Christian Lichtenhan, the six foot 10, 330-pound left tackle. The fact that we hear so much about him, it's it's giving me too much hope. Because, you know, I saw six foot ten on that roster, and it was like, you know what? If, if there comes a day where I need to learn about this man, we will learn about this man. But, and I probably shouldn't do this, I kind of... I kind of wrote him off because I was like, you cannot be six foot ten and play football. But now, after everything we've been hearing that he's starting to like figure stuff out and that he has tools and all that kind of stuff, I don't know. I'm excited. Again, the big thing we've heard, so he obviously needs to focus on playing lower uh, because he's so big. He's not going to run into a defender who's six foot ten and, you know, low man wins. That's how football works. Um, so Carl did say that with Tank, you can see that he knows what he's doing. Um, he's using pop proper leverage. He's using proper techniques, and that is a big positive. So there you go. There's some good stuff. From there, he went to Caleb Fourier, uh, said it's harder for him because he's going to play a bunch of spots. Um, you can see the strides he's made, um, big, big steps. Here's something that drives me crazy. My phone autocorrects big to bug. Like, I, I think that somebody must have put that in there intentionally because I swear all of, I just, I had to stop going back and correcting it, but it's been going on for weeks now, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, a Caleb Fourier. So we did hear from Brady Russell last week and Brady did say, you know, he reminds me a little bit of myself. And to be honest, that isn't exactly what I expected to hear. Um, I did think of him as more of a receiver, but we, we heard that from him. We've heard other good things. Um, and, and now to hear Carl kind of lock that in and say he's somebody who's going to move around. You know, that means he's going to be in the backfield. That means he's going to be in the slot. I mean, it, that means he's pretty much going to fill that Brady Russell role, uh, the, the role that we hardly even saw last year because he only played that one game. And because he was such a, a, a good receiver in that game, I don't think he moved around all that much at all. Um but yeah, and that's what you want from from Caleb when you have Eric Olson coming in in the next class. There's a bunch of other guys you can get excited about. Um, you know, oh, I'm, I'm totally blanking on a name. Um, not Jared Poplowski. There was somebody who I went back and realized who Brady shouted out. Oh, we'll, we'll move along. Um, good stuff to hear about Caleb Fourier. Um, can see the strides he's made. Um, then the third name Carl Durrell mentioned, Ashad Clayton. You'll love to hear that. Not really a surprise. Adds up with everything else we've heard that he's playing fast. He understands where he's supposed to be going. Um, yeah. Uh, from there, mentioned Drew Carter. Um, mentioned JT Shroud as well, just because JT came in with basic, I mean, with zero knowledge of Colorado's offense. And now looks good I, very much in the conversation to be the next starter um from there went to the defensive side of the ball Niam rodman joshka gustav devin grant again these are familiar names that's what you expect because it's if if there was another name then we would have been hearing that name for weeks uh actually next one a name we haven't heard all that much Ooh, and we should start by saying so last week after the practice carl said or I guess after the scrimmage, Carl said that uh, there were interceptions by a couple of guys, and he thought the third one was Isaiah Lewis. It was not Isaiah Lewis. That was John Van Deest. 
And today, uh, Carl said, uh, and this is where I'm going, John Van Deese was the next guy up. Obviously, John, not one of the younger guys. He's been around for a while now. Um, but he has progressed significantly in coverage. Um, he actually said John Van Deese and some of the other inside guys, too, um, are playing better than they were in the fall. Uh, with John, actually, there's a longer answer about him later on, so we'll get into that. Um, from there, Mark Perry had a great spring. spring. Um, good work on the back end. You know, he's at free safety now. Um, good job pursuing the football, that kind of stuff. That's what you like to hear. Um, overall, improved knowledge base, improved skill set for a lot of guys, and they've got a couple more practices. Um, from there, the specialists. I uh, said they've been competitive every day. They've, they've all been charted. Um, Josh Watts has had a pretty good spring. Um, he's done a better job taking care of himself. He's doing good things in the weight room. He's being more consistent. He, he keeps himself feeling fresh, and it's noticeable. On Evan Price, he said he has been the most consistent kicker. He's looking good. He's a, taking advantage of his reps, and overall, again, the specialists have done a pretty good job. Uh, from there, asked about John Van Deest. He said uh, he has a really good grasp of the defense. Uh, he helps all the young guys get lined up. Um, he's getting his hands on balls. He's more comfortable in coverage, uh, dropping into zones, reading the quarterback, and then making a play on the ball. Um, and the reps that he's getting this spring are really helping him. Um, and again, he, he repeated helping the younger guys get lined up. And that's not like a new thing we've known. That is one of the strengths that John brings to the table is that he he knows what he's doing. He's, he's like, if, if he makes a mistake, he might make a mistake, but it's not going to be because he didn't know what was supposed to happen, which to be like, that should not be the, the, the bar that is set. But you know, when, when you look through what happened at Colorado for a, a couple of decades there, there was a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and having somebody who, can just step up and do their job. And again, if he's improved in coverage, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you still question the, the sideline to sideline range, you know, that we've, we've heard about the speed training. Um, but when it comes to like long stretch runs, you don't look at John Van Deese as somebody who's going to like run down a running back from the other side of the play um, between the tackles. Great tackler. And even on the edges, a uh, good tackler, you know, do you want him literally like sprinting across from Jarek Broussard? Of course not. Um, but then it, it, it's not like he's going to get asked to do all that much in coverage. At least he shouldn't. And I mean, he, he did last year. If you go back and watch that bowl game, there, there was, there were some plays that make you wonder, huh? Why was Javier East in man coverage against a receiver? And, and you know, and as long as that's not a thing anymore, and as long as he's, Doing what he should do. I mean, what Carl said, drop into his spots. That should be his role in this defense. It, when he's in coverage, drop down, play his zone in the middle, read the quarterback, make a play, keep everything in front of him, just like the strengths are in the run game. I, I don't know. So, so some good stuff there. Um, anything else that I wanted to get to? I don't think so. We can move along to Kanan Ray. Um, so Kanan has been working at guard and at tackle right now. He's out for COVID contact tracing. So it would just happen to be bad time for a question. Uh, when he's healthy though, Carl said he did some really good things. He had a knee issue that he had surgery to fix before the last season. 
And Carl said that you can, what he said was he's not totally over that knee surgery. Um, he still has some strength limitations, but it's not really a problem. I mean, it's a problem. It's something that needs to be fixed, but it isn't something that is unfixable. Um, he says it just takes time to get it physically strong enough. And he has a full summer in front of him. Um, overall though, he said it's been positive. He has great feel again, plays tackle and guard. And being able to do that means that he can fill that role and help us in the fall. Uh, he was asked about having the practices this spring in the afternoon. So during the season, they were in the morning um, with COVID testing. I mean, it, I, I don't want to say like it caused problems, but it meant that some people had to show up at the facility at five in the morning to start that COVID testing. If it was their day to get there early. Um, because of all that stuff, Carl said he wanted to do it in the afternoon. He didn't want to put his team through all of that again. And obviously it's, it's not the same thing. You're going three days a week and all that, but he did say it, it is kind of a little bit of a break to do this in the afternoon. Um, at the same time, uh, he said that in the fall, they will be back in the mornings. Um, and there's a bunch of reasons for that. Um, but one of the big ones is ESPN is going to have a slot open at noon, noon Eastern. And, the Pac-12 is supposed to have games starting at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And the way Carl was talking about it, he, I know a lot of Buffs fans, and I think fans of any football team would say, no, I don't want to have to start tailgating at, I mean, 8 a.m. for a 10 a.m. game, and that's a shortened tailgate. Um, but you know what Carl said was, we're going to be practicing in the morning. We're going to be ready to go in the morning. And, again, ESPN has that time slot open. So if if we can get ourselves in there, people will watch those games. And that is very true. And that is what the Pac-12 needs is to be seen just I, – I almost said by, like, the East Coast, by, like – no, it, it just seen in general, seen by anybody. Even by, like, Pac-12 fans, they need to see more Pac-12 football. Um, oh, he did also mention that it's, it's very cold in the mornings, um, uh, especially when they started camp, like, a month ago. Um, last thing from Carl, uh, he did say, you know, we want to instill confidence in all of our guys. Um, all these young guys that we mentioned are, are part of the reason that they've gotten so much better is because of the confidence that they gained. Um, they, they trust what they're doing. It helps them play faster. And the young people on the team are really understanding this part. So that's good stuff. Um, let's take a quick break and then get into some specialist talk today uh first dmvr if you are not a dmvr member now is the time to join on top of all the awesome things you always get like weekly deals to the dmvr locker um like a big beer instead of a small beer like access to our members only discord you also can get yourself a free shirt from the dmvr locker you get yourself a free recover holistic stick from holistic wellness What's that, you might be asking? Well, Holistic Wellness is a CBD company, not just a CBD company, the best CBD company, uh, and they make all sorts of products, and the, the stick that we send has 10 milligrams of CBD, you stir it around your drink, you drink it, and it'll have the, well, the, the positive effects that come with CBD, but in particular, the it will help you with recovery. Uh, there are other ones that you can get that are like for beauty, or to help you sleep, or that kind of stuff. Um, 
the one that you get to try though is the recovery one. Uh, you can also just use the code DMVR30 at holisticwellness.com. That's holistic with a K instead of a C at the end. Uh, and you get 30% off with that code DMVR30. So there's your other option if you don't want to just uh, try it out first. Also, Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, they make really good beers. They actually have a draft party that I saw on Instagram today. Uh, so I feel like I should plug that. Uh, they said, like, starting at 5 until the end of the draft on Thursday, it's going to be a party at the farmhouse down in Littleton. Um, I won't be there because we have our draft show and all that stuff at the DMVR bar. Uh, but that does sound like a really good time. And maybe for a draft that I'm not – I guess I, they probably don't do it for the NBA draft. People don't – football's just big. That's all it is. Football's just big. Um, yeah. There's that. Plus, there's just a whole bunch of really good drinks. Uh, whether you like beers, they now have seltzers too. Oh, we had some at the golf tournament on Saturday. What did I have? I had, uh, oh, I had the apple pear seltzer. Oh, and then Ryan snuck another seltzer on. I can't remember what that one was. But uh, yeah, uh, so many good drinks. Uh, call a local company. Definitely check them out. Okay, real quick, we have a new partner and this is a cool one uh so uh solace meds oh i just remembered we've, we've talked about this before because i couldn't remember how to say it solace or solace solace sounds like soulless like not having a soul we're going solace today um so okay let's start with solace so solace it's a it's a dispensary a premier dispensary they have awesome deals uh, they, they have four locations in Colorado. I think the other two are in Oklahoma City. Uh, one's in Fort Collins. They've got Wheat Ridge. Uh, then there's one that's just a couple blocks away from the DMVR bar. And there's also one that's just a couple blocks from me um, here off Broadway. At least I think that's me. Now I'm not so sure. Uh, but uh, the coolest thing right now, and what you guys really need to know, is that there are five days left to enter an awesome giveaway. Solace Meds, as we've decided to call them today, are giving away a trip to Jamaica in the month of April. No BS. It's it's a really cool deal. Um, it's a seven night trip, all inclusive. Um, and yeah, I guess that's all you need to know. I mean, what else do you need to know? It's Jamaica. Um, oh, actually, there is more you need to know. Uh, you can head into any of their six locations and sign up for a chance to win. They'll give you all the details on how to enter when you get there. You can also check out solacemeds.com slash sweepstakes uh, to find the rules for yourself. Or again, you can just go into any location and ask a bud tender how you can win. Um, the, the cannabis shopping experience there is a delight. Uh, you can check out their website to see their menu or order online, and then you can just pick it up at your convenience. And uh, for those of you who don't know... Uh, how to spell solace slash solace because I can't even say the word right. Probably uh, it's S O L A C E and their website is S O L A C E meds.com meds is just M E D S. Um, so yeah. Oh, also when you make your purchase, make sure you use the code DMVR 20 and save 20% off your entire purchase. Um, it's 420 month. I know 420 was last week, but it's still April. So there you go. Uh, DMVR 20, 20% off, and you go get your name in that rental. 
No purchase necessary. Did I say rental? Oh my, I don't, I don't know what is wrong with me. Raffle. We have another podcast after this. Doesn't matter. Um, no purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of Colorado 21 and up or Oklahoma 18 and up. Ends 4-30-21. Official rules. SolaceMeds.com slash sweepstakes. Voidware prohibited. Again, the raffle ends April 30th. So show these guys some DMVR love and make sure you get in before April 30th to enter to win the Jamaica trip. Okay. Um, into, who did we hear from first? We heard from the punter first. We heard from Josh Watts. So Josh Watts came over before last season uh, in Australian. Uh, this is a thing that happens a lot now that's kind of crazy, is Australians go to these kicking academies in Australia to, to learn how to kick footballs. And then they get scholarships in the United States to kick footballs. They they never play any games or anything like that. Um, let's just jump in because uh, Josh kind of talked about some of that stuff. First, he talked about how how nice it was to have James Stefano around. Um, James retired for medical reasons about halfway through the season. He was the kicker, you'll remember. He was also the oldest player in college football. Um, but he did say, you know, having somebody who is Australian, who's gone through this before, even though he was a little bit older when he did it, um, it, it did make things more comfortable for Josh. And uh, he also mentioned there that he's working with Tom Ruin. Tom Ruin, who I actually didn't realize uh, played at CU until today. Um, kind of crazy, honestly. Actually, I, I'm still checking on that, but I just assume based on the way people will t- Yeah. I don't know how I didn't hear about that. Like, I, I guess because he's a Bronco, I just figured all the when people talk around about him around here, that's probably why. I was thinking about going on this whole big rant about how we need to publicize punters more and how I'm not going to take blame for this. And that, you know, when we, you know, I hear all about, um, you know, Chris Brown and Eric Bieniemy and all the running backs. And you hear about about like receivers and, and linebackers. You don't hear enough about punters and kickers. Um, and I, uh, you know, I'll take half responsibility for not knowing about that until today. Uh, we'll never forget now, though. Uh, he said that he met Tom because Tom worked with Alex Kinney, the, the previous punter. He also worked with James um, and really just helps a lot of the CU guys. Um, he said right now they're kind of working on making his kicking motion more compact. Uh, straightening his leg swing. And he said, you know, in, in punting, the difference between a good ball and a bad ball is really, really small. And so that's why they're just working on a bunch of small things. He said that he's he's talked to him about the wind. They've been working on some wind stuff. Um, I feel like that'd be the fun. I feel like on a windy day, going up there and just, like, dropping one inside the five, that'd feel pretty good. Maybe not as good as, like, breaking a tackle, making a tackle calling a good play i i don't know i don't know um i feel like i'm being kind of mean to kicker uh he said that he started to feel comfortable in the united states or, or in his current situation you know boulder or cu all that kind of stuff right around the time of the alamo bowl um he said kicking wise that that was about the same you know again he didn't kick in games um he said you know let's see where is this in here Oh, yeah. He had never played a football game before. 
He'd watch some. He he turned on a couple of CU games because he figured he should. Isn't that crazy to go from that being your experience with football? Like you're just in a gym or probably outside on a field in Australia, just kicking a ball with with a really good punting coach, and then getting recruited and going to Colorado. I think sight unseen. A lot of these guys they go without like doing real visits. Just crazy. Um, and then all of a sudden you're on a football field playing a game that you've never seen. At a very high level. Not the highest level, but only a half step away from the highest level. It is just absurd. Um, He said uh, that he still hasn't been home. He got to Boulder December 2019. um, And it's been tough. He said that his girlfriend made the trip out to Boulder a few times. um, And now she's here permanently. She has a work visa. And that's been a lot better. Again, I... I could never leave America. I I honestly, I could I could go to a different place in America. I couldn't get out of America though. It just wouldn't work. I don't like that sort of change. Um. Yeah, I think that that was just about it. Oh, he did say that that there is a, a nice community of Australian punters. Um, he said there's like sixty to seventy there here now. I, I punters and kickers. I don't think that's just punters. Sixty to seventy here now. Uh, five or six of the NFL, and that they do talk a lot, and that there's a really good support network. Uh, one more thing, he said that he he was happy with the forty four and a half average, and that's where he wants to be right now. Um, but kind of build from there. To the kicker, Evan Price. Uh, he was asked about the Stanford kick. You remember that was the the game winner. I got a cool picture of him. Or no, I think it was a video. It's been so long since I've taken slash recorded it. Um, but that was a, that was obviously, I, I, that was maybe his first game kicking real field goals. And he got in to kick the, the game winner. It wasn't in overtime. It was right, right at the buzzer, I think. Um, but yeah, he said, you know, it was a great moment. Um, it, it was a confidence booster. Um, you know, he said, like, it's something to think about when you have a kick from that range, which makes sense. Again, I, I've never tried to put my head or put myself in the head of a kicker, but like, if you had hit a game winner, like at the buzzer against a team like Stanford, when you go out there and kick another, like whatever that was, 40 yarder, you're like, yeah, I can do this then. Why can't I do this now? Makes sense. Um, he said that kind of being the guy last fall, it was big for his rhythm. Um, everything was kind of week to week because of COVID and the specialist only had one case all year. He was proud of that. But he also said like, I've always been ready. You know that like if somebody gets hurt, you get one shot to kind of go in there. So there you go. Uh, on his health, he said things aren't really as demanding right now as they are in the fall. You've got three days of practice a week. Um, the, the the lifting is kind of based on recovering from those days. So it's not all that bad. And he said that actually his longest kick of the spring, 49 yards from the right hash. I think that that's good. I think, you know, and, and and with Evan Price, that is the question, you know, is how far can he kick a football? And what are you willing to live with as a power five school? Um, and first of all, I mean, if, if you don't have like somebody who can kick 55, then it's not like it's even a conversation, but that is the, the, the knock on Evan Price. You know, he's been consistent. Um, I think, the only were his only misses blocks last year. 
that that might be true. Um, which again, for somebody who doesn't have all that much leg, you got to get it up. Could the problem be that he's not getting up in the air? You know, there's those sorts of questions. Um, again, though, he, he's been accurate. And I guess in college football, you see more often teams have two different kickers. One that's your like short yardage guy, one that's your long yardage guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens when Cole Becker comes in. Um, so Cole Becker, uh, he'll, he'll be a true freshman. I think he's out of California. There's like, it's crazy. In, in, in football recruiting, there's probably 10 or 15 number one kickers every year. And... I think the the buffs actually got commitments from two of them. This one's stuck. So again, I think there there's a lot of reason to be excited. Um, you can look on YouTube and see videos of him kicking from a long ways away. I I don't know. I feel like you got to get out on a game for any of it to really matter. Like except for your max range, that that can't really change. And again, that that'll be the conversation. Um, you know. If, if he's booting it 90%, but has that f- maybe 47 is what's comfortable for Durrell, 45, 47, if, he, if his long is 49, um, do you like a 90% kicker who can go to 47? you like an 80% kicker who can go to 55? You probably like the 90% kicker, um, but there you go. There's some thoughts on a position that we may not have mentioned all camp. Again, I'm starting to wonder if I'm like a specialist hater at this point. I feel, I don't know. I don't know. I might be. Um, On Becker coming in, Evan said, you know, that's really nothing new for me. I've always kind of been the walk-on who competed with scholarship guys. And I've kind of learned all you can do is control the controllables. Um, His dad is a pilot with, I think, United and... He flew the team at one point when Davis was also on the team, his brother. Evan said that was pretty cool. Um, ooh, ooh, this is actually a good note. Um, this is a good one. Um, so uh, he calls them op times, which must just be the time from, like, snap to kicking the ball. So, and, and that's really that simple. Um, and he said you're trying to keep it under about 1.30 or 1.35 seconds. That's how long you want from the snap to the ball being kicked. Um, During the season, those are the numbers for the string, 1.3 to 1.35. During the season, you want that down to like 1.28. The reason for the difference is that, you know, you're probably like working on some things in the spring and it's about doing things clean and not necessarily as fast as you possibly can. Um, He said that only one or two kicks all spring have been over 1.30. So again, I think, I think the question that was asked about Matt Lynch as a holder and whether having that continuity is nice. And he said, yeah, everything's been super clean. Um, things are going well. The snapper has been doing great and the numbers back it up. So there you go. A little bit shorter podcast today. We'll be back tomorrow though, to talk. I, I probably after the soccer game, I feel like that's best. Maybe we'll go before, and then, I don't know. I don't know. Soccer game at five, though, and everything else is going to kind of be built around that. Uh, I'm excited. NCA.com should be a good time. And check out that podcast if you haven't yet. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow.